You're listening to The Private Citizen, defending your right to have something to hide. This is episode 122 for Wednesday, the 17th of August, 2022. Drachenlord defeated? Hello everybody, my name is Fab and I'm coming to you live from Düsseldorf in Germany. I'm back! I'm back everybody. Back with the show. Um, trying, trying to get the hang of this. Um, it's not that easy. I'm still, um, I don't know. I've been, I've been away for a long time, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get, to get back into, into the flow of everything. Um, but uh, I'm giving my best. Um, first episode here uh, in a while, and we're going to talk about Drachenlord, uh, Rainer Winkler, uh, YouTuber. I've talked about before um, when we discussed. Um, whether um, what was happening to him um, was, um, you know, was how basically how much of the situation he was in uh, was his own fault. Uh, you know, if it was, um, um, you know, uh, bullying uh, on behalf of the people, of his haters, um, which, you know, I've basically come to the conclusion that they're just his community. If you're interested in the whole backstory, um, go to privatecitizen.press, go to the show notes for episode 122, uh, and there's a tag uh, at the top that says Drachenlord. If you click on that, it'll, it'll give you all the other episodes um, I did on this guy previously. And that that will be mostly uh, of interest if you um, still think he's like, you know, uh, being bullied and he's a, he's a poor dude and... Um, you should probably listen to all those episodes because then, then you know, you'll go through the thing we went through uh, discussing everything and basically coming to the conclusion that, you know, it's very complicated. And I've pretty much come to the conclusion that basically what, what has, you know, has happened to him is not bullying uh, because um, as somebody who was bullied in the past, I am of the belief that if you're being bullied, uh, you try to escape that and you don't... Um, incentivize your bullies to bully you even more which this guy has been doing because he's making money of that and if there's been some 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 very interesting developments uh since i was gone and that's what we're going to talk about today um but uh before we get into that um i would like to kind of let you know why i was gone for so long um obviously i was on holiday um i uh had two holidays this year, which is a bit um, excessive, but it's just turned out that way. Um, and uh, very long holidays together as well, because, um, well, my dad and me, we do, we go on a motorbike trip pretty much every year. Uh, and we've been doing that. Um, uh, this this year was the seventh year. And we've, for years now, two or, th or three or four years even, been planning to go to the North Cup, uh, the North Cape, the not really the most northern part in Europe. There's a there's a place that's a bit more north, but it's like not really accessible uh, on the mainland of Europe. That as well. Um, but you know, it's basically the northern tip of, of Europe, and it's a kind of the thing you do. You especially on a motorbike, it's kind of like a badge of honor if you if you get there. And we wanted to do that, and because of obviously virus related uh, reasons. Uh, we, we didn't get that done in previous years. Um, so we kind of planned it this year and we really wanted to do that because, you know, my dad's also not getting any younger. And it's kind of... Actually, it wasn't as as taxing as we thought it was, but, you know, that was kind of the idea. 
And then uh, my wife, um, demanding as she is, also demanded to go on holiday with me uh, because we basically didn't do that last year. Last year, we had a total of two days holiday together. Um, I mean, we went to places, but we worked there, so it wasn't really holiday. Um, so, and she badly needed that. Um, so, once I came back from the North Cape, actually, uh, we had planned to move uh, to to leave immediately afterwards, which would have been a bit stressful. But um, uh, as I also mentioned uh, in the previous episode um, of the show, uh, my grandmother, uh, who was a hundred years old, died, and um, yeah, we had to um, obviously, um, you know, there the, the was the, the burial and, you know, the, the ceremony and everything. And then that turned out to be um, between, um, you know, the, the my North Cape trip and the holiday with my wife. So we, we just had a few more days at home. Uh, and then we left. Uh, we, we packed the camping van and we left for Croatia. So I basically, in my holidays, traveled from pretty pretty much the most northern part in Europe to one of the uh, most, well, I guess Greece is further south, but, you know, pretty pretty much uh, south, south as you can go in Europe. Uh, it's very interesting. So uh, it was about more than 6,500 kilometers on the motorbike to the North Cape. We went through Finland up to the North Cape and then down through Norway. Um, so that was almost 7,000 kilometers and then uh, three over 3,000 but I think 3,500 in the van uh, to get down to Croatia and drive around there. So I did like 10,000 kilometers of traveling, which sounds exhausting, but really wasn't. Um, the motorbike trip was a lot less exhausting than I thought it was. Uh, it was it was really cold uh, in Norway, especially Finland was great. Finland was like 30 degrees and sun. Uh, Norway was, uh, the lowest temperature we had was 12 degrees. And we're talking the middle of July, uh, which I thought was was kind of horrible. Uh, rainy and 12 degrees so i was happy once we got home that we got some real summer um even though croatia wasn't also wasn't as hot as i expected it was as pretty much as warm as as, as Dusseldorf uh, was in the last few weeks so like you know 34 degrees basically uh 32 34 degrees i'd expected at least 36 or something like that but you know it's kind of cool uh nice beaches obviously they have pebble pebble beaches but you know um my wife uh smart as she is uh packed like bought these shoes for us the swimming shoes where you can walk right into the water that was great um so we had a we had a we had a very good time there and the motorbike trip was amazing as well um, i'm gonna write a blog post about this uh, i'm actually in the process too the, the one one quick thing maybe in case you know this is just personal stuff but you know i i feel that uh people are um interested in this uh you know that sometimes you know you're interested in what the podcast is doing and uh, the most surprising part i, I mean that and me were in norway two years ago um, we wanted to go to the north cape but it didn't really work so we just did a trip to the, like the middle of norway uh, around the fjords and stuff like that um and so I've, I've i've been in norway i've been in denmark i've been in sweden i've never been to finland and i really like finland um finland to me is not um so it's not i mean it's not only to me it's not really a scandinavian country um i mean outside of scandinavia i think people generally consider finland to be part of scandinavia and i always had to because most mostly based on the flag you know because all the flags look the same just different colors um and they're you know 
there I kind of thought, oh, that's Scandinavia, but it really isn't really at all like Scandinavia, especially the people. And I'm, 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 I, I think I like the Finns much more than the Scandinavians. They're more my kind of people. Um, when we were there, obviously 30 degrees, um, we were in the middle of nowhere, obviously going up, um, to the to you know to the north uh, next to the Russian border for several days. Uh, we're actually 300 kilometers from Murmansk at one point, um, and it was like very, very rural. And it reminded me of Australia. Um, so you'd come into a town and then you'd stop there, and there'd be like all the letter boxes of all the people that live around the town. So you have to go into town to pick up your mail, um, and then you're like at this little. They have like these little shops in German. We call them Tante Emma Laden, like these small shops that have everything. Aunt Emma stores um, in in Finland they're called Kaupa uh, and they're, they're really cool <laughs> like you can buy everything like from petrol to like lawnmower parts to like car hi-fi systems <laughs> uh, to like you know groceries uh, in there and uh, very nice people and a lot of hillbillies you know people then pick up trucks with like uh, like hair long in the back short in the front like you know camo baseball caps like John Deere caps uh, short camel pants, uh, tattoos. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, and we also had this thing happen where uh, my dad, um, he threw down his bike by accident on the first day and his clutch handle broke off, which was shit, uh, you know, on, on like first day of such a long trip. And we went to like this town and there was like this mechanic in this shop that looked uh, like, you know, just piled with parts. And he tried to like fix it and get a get a part. And he had a part and that wouldn't fit. And then he tried to file it down, but the drill holes wouldn't fit. And so he's like, "I know a guy in town who can weld aluminium." And he's like, "There's one other like biker in the shop." And he's like, "You watch the place. I'm I'm going to be right back." He jumps in his van and is gone for about twenty minutes. Comes back with like that clutch handle welded. Uh, it looked a bit weird, but he was like. Uh, this is better than this holds better than the original. <laughs> it's like, uh, so where do you gotta go? We're like to the north, get back to Germany, about uh, you know six and a half thousand kilometers to go, um, or like six thousand kilometers to go. He's like, ah, oh, it's gonna last that easily, and it did. Um, so I'm I'm really a, a fan of Finland and the Finnish people. I have to go back there at some point. Lots of mosquitoes though, uh, but we knew that. Uh, I was prepared with like lots of mosqu- like uh, tropical strength mosquito spray, but still. Um, but like you know the 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 lakes the Jarvi, uh very very nice um so i enjoyed finland a lot um i also enjoyed uh croatia but you know i i i knew how what croatia was like um even though last time i was there it was still called yugoslavia and uh, i was like a little boy um but you know um that that was fun as well um anyway that's that's why i was gone um i was off the internet i i ch- tried to do that because you know i'm on the on the internet Pretty much twenty four seven. I get up in the morning, get to my computer. I, you know, I, I get up to like in the middle to do some, to, to, you know, every few hours to do some chores, uh, do some exercise and stuff like that. But I'm in front of my computer all the time. I work in front of my computer, I play in front of my computer. So I, I think it's very healthy um, for some time, um, you know, to, to just turn all that off. And I am um, really good at that, um, usually. Like I, um, I can I can do this uh, on holiday pretty well, generally, you know. Um, and yeah, it worked. It worked really well. This on the bike, obviously, it's easy. 
um, you know, and then uh, I came home and had like a few days, but I also really didn't touch my computer in that time. Um, and then we went with the van. I didn't take any like laptop or anything with me. I actually wrote a story that was kind of uh, pressing that I wrote on paper. Um, and then I um, transcribed uh, when I got home and, and uh, filed. Um, but other than that, I was completely like off the off the internet, and and that that you know, kind of recharges me. The downside is I forget everything. Um, I was playing um, Escape from Tarkov yesterday with Jonathan, uh, who's also in chat right now. People will know that I live record these uh, podcasts on Twitch. Usually, I haven't didn't do that for some episodes before. Uh, I went on holiday because I just had so much stress, so much going on. But I'm I'm doing this now, and obviously, obviously, uh, back to uh, Wednesday um, recordings and releases as well. Anyway, I was playing Tarkov with Jonathan. I completely forgot everything. I forgot every. I, I don't know how to use my podcasting equipment anymore. It's it's like um, it's it's horrible. But you know that's the downside. But my brain's really relaxed, so that's pretty cool. And I have a fresh like. I'm not really burnout type, but it like fi- it like fights that um, exhaustion that sets in, right? When you do like, for example, you do a podcast every week, um, and then after months and years, it's kind of like you get like this. Oh God, I kind of like doing this. I you know I, I do the show because I want to do it, but still, there you know, sometimes there's this. Oh no, now I have to do this, and like that, like going on holiday, like this completely wipes that for me. So. Um, that's that's pretty good. Uh, speaking of episodes, obviously I missed a lot of episodes. I'm gonna try to catch up. Um, I'm gonna try to stick to the Wednesday releases um, now and um, do extra shows whenever I can. There's certainly enough to talk about. I got enough on the docket. Um, but what we're gonna do first here, uh, obviously, is talk about Drachenlord. This was something I when I was on the bike, I was uh, thinking about, you know, what episodes to do when I come back. And this was one I wanted to do relatively early, like catch up on Drachenlord, because I think some of it had ha- some stuff had happened. But when I got back, and I realized what had happened, especially like in the last week, uh, when I was still already back, um, I was like, okay, this is going to be the first episode, and uh, that's why we are going to talk about uh, Rainer Winkler now, Herr Winkler. So, uh, as I said, I'm not going to go um, into into the details. Oh, oh God, I forgot the most important thing. Um, while I was rambling on, uh, one thing I wanted to tell everybody, uh, thanks for sticking with me, um, especially all the Patreon subscribers who just stayed subscribed even though I wasn't releasing episodes for like five, six weeks. Um, thank you. Uh, you're great. Thanks for supporting the show. And I'll make it up to you. But everybody else, thanks for being patient. And thanks for being here now and listening to this. I appreciate this a lot. Anyway, let's get into the topic. Enough with the sentimental bullshit. Um, Darnlord, uh, I'm not going to go into the, the, the details, you know. Um, if you if you want the whole story, and it's quite a fascinating one, uh, listen to the previous episodes. Go to privatecitizen.press. Uh, go to the show notes. Click on uh, Drachenlord on the tag, and then you get all the previous Um episodes but um a, a small recap maybe um so the last time i talked about drachenlord was episode 121 this was before i left in that little bits and bobs episodes i episode i did and um 
So the last thing we'd heard about him is that he just gotten off uh, on probation again. He was indicted for insulting the police and assault. And um, he got to probation and there was the the question if like this was the second court it was the second court decision in the same case and then there was a decision if the uh, state attorney's office was going to go into revision but they didn't so he got probation uh, two years was it one year anyway he got probation he didn't have to go to jail um, and so he was lucky on that uh, meanwhile he was hiding you know he'd lost his driver's license and uh, had to sell his car and probably isn't getting his driver's license back anytime soon. Um, we talked about all of that. And he was kind of in hiding. Nobody knows where, where he was. Or even now, nobody really knows where he where he's hiding. Uh, but he was, uh, instead of releasing videos and streaming, he was putting all of his energy pretty much into a blog uh, where he was writing like porn stories. And that's where we left Rainer. And um, yeah, a lot has happened since then. Now... First thing that happened is that he is now reportedly being investigated by the police again uh, for sharing illegal violent pornography and bestiality materials. So there is a article 184a in the uh, StGB Strafgesetzbuch, the uh, uh, criminal code of the Federal Republic of Germany, uh, that concerns sharing pornographic material that is violent and has to do with animals so um you know to speak plainly i mean the violent part is basically any photos videos or stories um of you know pornographic content where somebody is being forced it's either being hurt in a i think it says like inhumane way um or uh, you know, it's being it's being forcibly subjected to sex, i.e., r- raped, um, and you know, um, it is not illegal to read those or to watch watch the videos or you know, have, as far as I can tell, obviously I'm no lawyer. As far as I know, um, to have this material, but if you share it um, with other people, uh, this includes putting stories on a blog. Um, then that is illegal. I mean, the, the bestiality part is just, you know, having sex with animals, uh, which is also uh, illegal. Um, and, yeah, uh, that is um, uh, it's just uh, part of German law. Interestingly, um, I know, um, because I am... Okay, gotta gotta be careful how I phrase this. <laughs> But um, I know some interesting people, and I, um, I've you know in the in the, in the recent years, um, I've gotten into interesting um, social bubbles. Uh, one of it, one of it is you know somewhat of a you know the the, the the kinky bubble basically. So I know that there are people um, who are turned on by um, the fantasy of getting raped. Um, which is, of course, uh, extremely controversial, and because of like this law or other laws like it, also illegal. Uh, well, you know, um, you know, having, for example, porn where somebody gets raped might turn you on, but you know, it would be illegal material. Or like writing and sharing stories like that, um, 
would be illegal, but it is still happening. Um, I just want to talk about this a little bit because you know to to uh, to give you an insight here because it's easy to to read this and go oh this is horrible this is illegal how can somebody you know share or write rape stories but i think that would be too one dimensional that would something that would be something like my colleagues in the in the mainstream media would do with this story uh, but i think you're listening to the show because you want a deeper insight and in in this case i do happen to have a deeper insight so i'm i'm sharing this with you so you know there are um communities um, where, where this kind of material, pornographic material, is, um, you know, being disseminated, it's being written, it's being, you know, the, the, the porn movies. Um, I certainly, um, you know, I don't hang out with people that watch actual videos of rape, uh, you know, but there is pornographic material where basically it's acted, right? Uh, and it's, um, you know, mostly women uh, who, who, on the in in the porn film look like they're getting raped but they're not really getting raped um i mean there's some some of this stuff is actually quite progressive right there's there's um there's a lot of like production companies who produce this kind of thing where they put like interviews with the um you know the the, the people start i don't did you say actors i don't know the porn actors it's it's I guess it's acting, you know, uh, you know, with the with the talent in the movie uh, where they basically uh, talk about what what's happening and you know that they're not actually didn't get raped in the scene and you know that she's acting or, and that they're here because they they like this kind of stuff and stuff like that. So it's like not all like smut and and um, disgusting stuff, you know. Some of this is just you know people have a kink and you know they wanna um, you know. Uh, I mean, it's not their fault, you know. If you if you get turned on sexually by something like this, it's like not your your fault, right? Um, and sometimes it's also not like there's people say, oh well, that's that's like obviously a, a, a disease and you're sick and you should get cured. But like you know, it's not that easy. It's like people used to say, uh, if you're gay, that's a disease and we need to cure that, right? Um, not that I want to equate the two two things, but it's kind of it's kind of in the situation right now. I feel like where you know. Uh, you know, homosexuality was a few decades ago. Um, I think once we get more enlightened as a society and less prude, um, which I personally feel is a lot like there's a lot of American influence um, uh, in entertainment and how we deal with it, um, or has been, you know, for the last, you know, basically since World War II, um, which is, I think, why a lot of a lot of lot lot of people are more prude than they have to be. I think if we would actually be enlightened and progressive, we would recognize that you know some people are turned on by things that other people find disgusting. But you know, as long as they do that, you know, in in, in closed communities, who cares? You know, I mean, if they're if everybody's happy, they're all happy, and you find you don't want to know, then don't just don't go there. It's kind of like I object to religion. I don't like religion, so I'm not going to go into a church because, you know, um, listening to a sermon makes me sick. It makes me angry. Um, and it makes me um, almost, uh, you know, questioning humanity's intelligence. But I am a tolerant person, so I'm okay with people being religious, you know, as long as they do that, you know, in their little club. I'm okay with that. And this is kind of the same thing for me. So what I want to say here, what, this is a long-winded way of explaining that I actually don't think 
what uh, Rainer Winkler did in this case was actually that bad. Um, uh, you know, um, he uh, had a blog, he had a porn blog. I don't know why, but you know, why not? Uh, and he, he wrote, so the, the, I think the story he's been investigated for, which is, he's been investigated for several things, but like, I think the one thing that is most likely was a story that I also read that was on his blog, um, you know, for research purposes, and actually for research purposes, I was I was following his blog, and I read the, a story there that people were talking about, which was a story I think he wrote himself it from the way it's written is pretty clear that it was him if you know the way he writes things um where he was writing from the perspective of a medieval lord and pretty it was pretty clear that he was putting himself into that character um who had the right of the uh first night with a woman you know have having sex with her for the first time was like his right not the husband's right and so the uh protagonist in the story rapes a woman uh, it was, I think, a very distasteful story. But, you know, um, I don't really want to judge these things. Uh, what I can judge is that putting that on a uh, on an open, you know, publicly accessible forum. Of, I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure that was illegal. Um, because of this Article 184A, um, for one... Um, but also because you know it wasn't age restricted, and in the pornography like this, you need to age restrict in Germany. You have to, it was just on Blogger, but you you have to have at least a you know confirmation before you show anything that you know the person is is, is, is of age is eighteen. Um, so uh, I mean that in itself was a problem. Um, but you know I don't I don't really want to judge the story. I just want to say that I don't think it's as bad uh, as. Like the story itself, or even the act of writing such a story. I mean, if that's your kink, and you're turned on by that, um, you know, that's something I can, um, I can, you know, I, I am tolerant to. I can tolerate. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, the thing is that most people who do this are smart, and they share and and talk about these stories in closed communities, uh, where you don't get in that easy, and that way you don't, um, you know by accident, uh, have kids in there, whatever. And of course, because uh, Winkler isn't very smart, uh, he just did this on a public blog. Um, in I guess in, he wanted to make money of this somehow, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, re- Redeem Ref points out, I think uh, consensual is an important point, uh, not in closed communities. I think so too. Um, I personally think consent is the only thing that matters to to a point right there's there's stories where somebody wanted to get eaten you know in germany um we had these cases where somebody was uh, wanted to get eaten and then approached other people and they killed and ate them and it was completely consensual um you know the people who killed and ate that guy still went to jail uh because you know <laughs> consent only goes that far um and i'm okay with that i think that is that is a good precedent to have in legal terms because you know um there are some extremes where like you can't just can't consent is not the be all end all um for this kind of thing because people also could that that could be like a mental illness and like you wouldn't know um and you know it's it's it just makes sense that in some some cases consent isn't the final um 
deciding factor there. I mean, in some some, I mean, for example, I'm 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 a proponent of um, people being in in certain situations being allowed uh, to end their own life if they want to, um, which is a thing that's not allowed in Germany. Like their their consent is is not a, you know it doesn't matter either. Um, and when you have situations like Terry Pratchett, for example, who are very you know if you ever seen the documentary he did, uh, who knew what kind of illness he had, you know he had a. Alzheimer's. He knew what was coming, and he was saying, "At some point, I just want to. I was. I just want to die. I was. I want to decide when to die, and at a point where I still can. And I think that's something that you know we should actually loosen laws. At, you know, and recently having been in a situation where you know my grandmother um, was at the very end in a very similar situation where she was just like, "I'm, I'm uh, too old, and my body is failing, and I don't want to live anymore." And uh, you know that's that can that can get the people who might want to help end your suffering uh, into legal troubles. Um, not that in the case of my grandmother this ever really came up, but you know um, you think about this kind of things when you confront with these situations. I think uh, this is a situation sometimes where I think in certain situations consent could be the deciding factor where it's not, but in some situations um, I think it should be. Um, so um, it's um, so the consensual thing. Um, Redeemer says, hey, "Let's keep the topic at sex, not cannibals." And still, you know, uh, you know, people could could um, could could you know consent to I don't know. Well, consent to being raped is kind of weird. I don't think that really. This this gets very interesting because I don't think to be really raped you can consent, but like even if you could do that, like there could be mental illness involved, and it's just such a legal minefield that that's why I was talking about close communities. That's why people do this in close communities, um, uh, you know, just because it's it's such a it's such a legal minefield. I mean, there and it, it gets so deep. Like once you get into this bubble and you talk to people who are. Um, involved in this kind of thing like there so if you are actually turned on by being raped right um the the moment where you give consent you're not being raped and then the turn off is gone so there is this thing called meta consent which is a very interesting um uh concept where basically uh you know if you if you're in a situation where everybody is responsible and you know you know each other and people are uh, trust each other and then you can have a situation where we have where you give metacons and you don't actually give your consent but the other person knows that you've given it but like this is all like basically stuff that people have to like figure out for themselves and it's not going to help you anything in court like you know there's n- <laughs> there won't be like a german judge and and some guy who's like into bdsm uh, explaining to the judge what matter consent is right under under the law that doesn't exist right under the law it's either rape or it's not so like this is very it's not black and white is what i'm trying to say none of this is black and white and this is why smart people don't put this on the uh public internet um now <laughs> Drachenlord not being smart uh, obviously posted the story on his blog and that's the i think that is the at least a part of the violent pornography charge i don't know about the bestiality i don't know what happened 
Um, I know that he, he said himself that his, he was raided and the police took his computers and his smartphone and documents. So um, I don't know, maybe there was um, stuff on his hard drive. Um, maybe maybe it doesn't, maybe there's no bestiality. Maybe he had, there was nothing involved and maybe the police is looking for nothing, you know, or won't find anything. Um, I don't know. Um, there's There's been no official statements by the police, obviously, as to what's going on. Uh, you know, uh, developing uh, investigation and, and such. But um, the only thing I know is that um, Rainer Winkler is well known for years ago, and I've, I've seen these uh, parts of these videos and streams myself, uh, where he was saying that he would be interested to have sex with large marine mammals. Um that is something he said himself. And then there's rumors that he had such videos on his computer, but we don't know. Um, what I do know is that if he is convicted in this case, uh, he could get jail time of up to three years. And I think this would certainly mean that he wouldn't be on probation again. It was a minor miracle that he got pr probation in his last conviction, which already was his second conviction. So he had two convictions for assault, or aggravated assault, I think, even. Um, and and usually you don't get probation on the second time. But he did. It's very lucky. Um, we talked about the uh, court case where there were some people who were um, uh, supposed to give um, evidence, you know, who were... Um, witnesses who were drunk and disorderly in court and that played into it but i don't think he's getting off the third time so i also don't think it's gonna uh, um from you know having read and watched lawyers talk about this um situation uh i think pretty much everybody agrees that this won't jeopardize his current probation because it's just a whole complete different thing and it's being investigated and you know the way that works in Germany is just going to take years whatever um, at least for the final verdict if he appeals again and all this kind of stuff so you know and I think his probation is only one year so that that would not play into it but it most certainly means that if, if he's convicted in this um, the, uh, the the state state attorney's office would would uh, probably immediately push for him going to jail, and I think uh, the next judge is going to concur, so he might go to jail. And that rape story, not a lawyer, but if he's really written it, and if they have stuff on his computer now that proves that he's written it, might be enough for that alone. Um, so yeah, Google took that block down by the way, uh, because of terms of service violations. Uh, people obviously reported it, and because I think pretty much also because of the rape story took that down, but that doesn't mean that he wouldn't breaking the law before beforehand. And it kind of sounds like the police, um, secured some evidence before, um, Google shut the block down. <laughs> um, well, that was one thing that was going on with Drachenlord. After his blog was taken down, uh, he was doing a lot like on that blog and, and not really producing videos or streaming. He was just basically advertising this blog on his video channels. And once the blog was down, he was doubled down on, on streaming uh, and producing even a few videos, uh, mostly streaming uh, video games, playing games, 
and then talking um, also about you know his community, i.e., the hater, which is uh, the haters, which is his only only content, pretty much. Um, so basically, uh, rant streams, right? Um, and um, now it did not take long for his YouTube channel um, to get uh, a community strike. Um, Again, I have to say, like a community violation uh, strike. Um, I have to say again because this has happened multiple times before, uh, and he's always um, been able to wriggle out of it. You know, a worst case, he would just for you know, if you get a strike like that, you, you can't upload videos for seven days. I think on the sex strike, um, and then he you would just wait for seven days and you know do other things. So he's always gotten around it around there um this strike he's, he had uh, copyright strikes in the past but also community uh, violations um this particular strike was a terms of service like a community terms of service violation for an old video he used to do um so to go a little bit back into the history um when he was just mainly doing like metal videos and talking about his haters um he would also, you know, there would there were haters would like pretend to be women, and you know try to like what's it called, uh, catfishing I think, like catfish him, you know, try to get him to uh, open up, you know, in WhatsApp chats, and he did. He uh, he sent uh, people uh, in some cases women, other people I think men masquerading as women, uh, you know, uh, penis penis photos, uh, naked photos of himself. Uh, they got leaked on the internet. Uh, at which point he went, okay, I'm going to create a Pornhub account and uh, uploaded porn videos, including a video where he has sex with his blow-up doll, which for research purposes, I have to stress, actually, for research purposes, I watched, and it's a two girls, one cup situation. I cannot bleach this out of my brain. Um, I would this, I, never, I, I, can, I cannot drink enough strong spirits in my life I think to kill enough brain cells, it would they will always be mirrored. Whenever I see Drachen Lord, I see the videos of him having sex with his blow up doll and uh, putting a huge, a huge black rubber dildo up his ass. Um, so he he uploaded this kind of stuff. So that's how he got the nickname Lust Lord. You know, Lust Lust being the same word in German. Um, and then he took that nickname and ran with it. So for a time he was uploading videos on YouTube called Lust Lord videos where he would be talking about sexual practices and having sex and, you know, being bisexual and, and the time he ordered a hooker um, and all this kind of stuff. Um, so there was a one, and there's some of these videos were still on YouTube and he got striked, uh, he got a community strike because of one of them. Now, instead of waiting for this to sort itself out, uh, or you know, just uh, seven days. So he got he got banned from uploading videos for seven days. Instead of waiting that out, as he would usually do, um, <laughs> we have a question in Twitch chat, which is a typical Twitch chat question. When you say "ass," do you mean the body part or the animal? I mean the body part. Um, <laughs> Astro Caesar, I need no any brain breach just from your description. Yeah, it's worse enough in the description. Imagine having actually seen it. Not good. Anyway, let's move on. Let's not think about that. Um, so instead of waiting it out, um, 
being the genius as he is, Drachenlord decided, well, I've got some other. He had a vlog channel. He had a gaming channel. So his main channel got a strike, So and he couldn't upload. So he uploaded a video, which I saw, by the way, um, to his vlog channel, um, where he said, okay, I'm uploading here now, and then he talks about things. And then he talks about, in the video, about circumventing the terms of service clause that you know because it got a strike you couldn't upload it's like i'm i'm getting around this by uploading this video um yeah i mean circumventing the strikes bad enough actually admitting to it in a video is dumb especially if you're a drachen lord and you have this community which basically uh it's made up only out of people who don't like you and they will um you know like the the minute this goes up on youtube they will flag that and send it to youtube and go look this guy you you banned for seven days circumventing the ban and um youtube went went and promo banned him because of this um now i think he's done something like this in the past and there have always been these uh kind of rumors people talking about that youtube was kind of not um i mean youtube is i mean twitch a bit stricter and i feel twitch is generally um treats most of their streamers the same way right so they'll be like even huge cash cow streamers they will ban um because of relatively minor things um I mean, uh, Doc Disrespect comes to mind. Um, but YouTube tends to be sometimes, or seems to be a bit more, I don't know, having double standards a little bit. It seems like some people get kicked off there very easily and others don't. And there always was were stories that, you know, Drachenlord obviously very lucky or there's somebody watching out for him. And there's now the rumor that YouTube finally had enough and somebody in the YouTube hierarchy said YouTube Germany, obviously, because I don't think anybody outside the world really knows who Drachenlord is. But, you know, they said, okay, we're not making that much money of this guy. Uh, let's treat him like anybody else who would have done this and let's cut him off permanently. I think people were kind of protecting him because of this. We talked about this uh, in the past, you know, this Sasha Lobo kind of uh, belief uh, that he's actually just a poor guy who's, who's, who's getting bullied. Um, which is something when you just from a very cursory glance at the topic, um, you know, I, I, I was thinking that in the very beginning as well. Um, when you just look at some of the stuff out there and you just see snippets on, on YouTube, you're like, oh, these people are just, you know, uh, they're tormenting this guy and really he just hasn't done anything bad. Um, but then if you actually put in the time, which of course people like Sasha Lobo and a lot of my colleagues in the mainstream media don't do and you actually watch and i have watched believe you me i've probably watched a thousand hours probably more of drachenlord content of like unedited his content you realize that the guy is an absolute asshole um, especially towards his community and basically baits them into attacking him and also he never he gets triggered by everything and doesn't understand um like he he's very easy to troll 
and he doesn't obviously doesn't understand that and he's incentivized for, to keep this whole thing going because he makes money of it right so he will so people will show up in front of his house or back when he still had a house uh, behaved badly he would like even show them live on stream or whatever and then make fun of them and tell them that they're assholes and idiots go out shout at them and then more people would turn up and obviously people would watch the videos where he's shouting at the people at his house because that's good content well it's kind of like car crash you can't look away content but you know there's some people who like that kind of stuff um and you know no kink shaming as we said before people like all kinds of shit um and it was just like this perpetual mobile that would never stop um and if you then watched hundreds of hours of that and um, you realized but you know the mainstream media they don't have the time they don't want to so people didn't um didn't realize um this um yeah so i guess youtube at some point went well We've looked at this long enough. He is not the uh, poor uh, bullying uh, victim that he always claims to be. Um, and he's obviously, you know, we can't protect him from everything. If he's so stupid to violate our own terms of service in this way and then even talk about it, like, we have no choice. Anyway, they they permabanned him. And this is confirmed. Uh, we had uh, my colleagues in the mainstream media actually... Uh, got in contact with YouTube and confirmed that he is permanently banned on the platform. Now, streaming this on Twitch. <laughs> this is something that the, the Twitch audience will be interested in knowing. Now, um, he then said, okay, I'm going to start stream, streaming on Twitch. Um, you have to know that he was permabanned on Twitch, even though he um, he disputes that he was permabanned. But I think about two years ago, two, three years ago, uh, he was streaming uh, GTA 5 and he dropped the, the N-bomb. Oh, that was like the last nail in the coffin. I think that was the last strike. And then he got permabanned on Twitch. Um, he disputes that, but like that account is gone and he never came back. And um, so it seems like he was permabanned. He created another account uh, under his real name now after his YouTube account got permabanned and started streaming on Twitch. Now, during his first stream, he was again kicked off the platform, which seems to confirm that he was permabanned, just opened another account, somebody reported him, um, and he got kicked off again. So now his Twitch account uh, was also offline, uh, presumably also permanently. Um, he was already streaming on TikTok, so he, he kept streaming on TikTok then. And um, now he did in, in, in un, just in, like... Like, you watch this unfold, and you sit there, and there's this thing in the so-called Drachen game, people who, who um, are involved with this whole story and who follow it, um, and they call this all a game or whatever, and then there's this saying that there are uh, script writers. That this is an incredibly elaborate reality TV show. Uh, <laughs> which sometimes you start, even like even I start thinking that. Like, there's always this, uh, there's this famous German journalist uh, Günther Wallraff who's famous for just disguising himself and then for months working in a place because they have like bad business practice or whatever and then he just uh, exposes them and people were saying like 
when is Gunther Wallraff going to take off the fat suit and reveal that that Drachenlord really was him the whole time? Um, and this was all a, an experiment, a social experiment that went on for like, I don't know, 10 years or whatever. Um, oh, uh, speaking of 10 years, uh, uh, the, the the interesting thing, and one of the, that this is one of the conspiracy theory points again, uh, Drachenlord was permabanned on YouTube exactly on the day, 11 years after you opened this YouTube account. So, uh, food for thought. Uh, but anyway, uh, people, people are like, like saying these are script writers and stuff like that. And now comes the situation again where you like, where I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm almost believing the script writer theory, right? Because what, so he's banned on YouTube. He's banned on Twitch. He basically kicked himself off YouTube because of this really dumb thing he did where he tried to circumvent the strike, right? So now he got kicked off Twitch. Uh, now he's on TikTok. What does he do on TikTok? He streams and then on stream, in the stream, develops the theory that he, I mean, he had OnlyFans before. I think he also had some porn content, but that he should stream games on OnlyFans because he had the problem on TikTok. On YouTube, he was using subscriber chat, right? So he didn't get that much hate. Uh, on TikTok, everybody could post, so it was just like the chat was just like insulting him nonstop. So he was like, okay, on OnlyFans, I can stream to only people who pay to watch this. And this would be great. So he says this. And he's like, OnlyFans are only for porn content. I don't know. The only the only stuff I have ever seen on OnlyFans was... It's not even that much porn. It's like simping pretty much it's like softcore it's like not even softcore porn it's women largely women who uh like you know maybe show their breasts or whatever they have paying subscribers and then they get you know they got to watch them um on on OnlyFans, and then they you know you know they show their breasts sometimes they 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 you know they show more sometimes they also show uh you know everything um and sometimes they even like pleasure themselves with dildos but like i've i don't think i've ever seen actual hardcore pornography on OnlyFans. but then i'm a non-expert in the platform I, my interest in this it actually is mostly because of you know i write about internet phenomena and you know you kind of got to be up on everything so um yeah, but I, if I want porn, I go to porn. I mean, what the hell? Anyway, so he was like, I'm going to stream games on OnlyFans. Okay. I mean, that's a thing. Uh, but then he was like, in his TikTok stream, he's kind of promoting his OnlyFans account, which I think you're allowed to do. But then he did a thing in, afterwards, after the stream, he did the thing you're not allowed to do. Apparently, according to the TikTok terms of service, as far as I can tell, you're not allowed to link to other... Uh, like video sites in your bio and you just linked his OnlyFans account in his bio. Uh, and then they banned his account. Uh, so now he's banned all, he's banned of YouTube, he's banned of Twitch, he's banned of TikTok. And then people got a band of OnlyFans on OnlyFans as well. And then on Snapchat. So now he is banned i don't know you know youtube twitch seems to be permanent bans don't know about the other size but he seems to be relatively permanently uh deleted off the internet he hasn't been on facebook and twitter for ages uh 
His Twitter accounts apparently years ago were repeatedly deleting, uh, deleted um, for impersonation. Because I guess Twitter didn't believe him that he was Drachenlord. Uh, which, you know, I, I, I watched like some videos of him talking about this, which sounds like a Rainer Winkler lie. But then on the other hand, it's Twitter. <laughs> you know, I've seen so much shit on Twitter and like experienced it myself. Uh, you know, with with getting verified and all this shit, I actually believe that Twitter kept deleting his account because they did, didn't believe him that he was himself. I actually believe that. Anyway, he's off the internet pretty much. Currently, he's uploading gaming streams on Odyssey, which is this decentralized YouTube free speech thing that I probably have to talk on this show at some point because it's right right in my alley on my alley here, but like. Um. Yeah, he 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 doesn't have reach there, and he can't make money there. So, um, so now he's pretty much uh, off the internet, which uh, brings us to the question: Has Drachenlord been defeated? Well, you know. Has he been? Has he been defeated? That is always the question. That's that's the issue in the game. That's what the haters always talk about. Uh, besieged, you know, German for being defeated, and um, they 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 put that in chat, and and, and Winkler gets gets very agitated, and I will never be defeated. Um, but I don't know. His, his YouTube channel is gone. He was always kind of defining himself as a YouTuber. That was always the thing he was proud of. So he's not that anymore. He can't really broadcast to large audiences anymore. I mean, he can use something like Odyssey. But, you know, when I when I eventually talk about Odyssey or platforms like that, um, the, the downside of decentralized platforms is that, that they're decentralized. And the way to get a huge audience is on platforms like Twitter or YouTube that are centralized because everybody's in one place. And that's the way you break in, out into, you know, getting internet famous. Um, so that's where all the people are, you know. Um, the only people that are going to find him on Odyssey is that people who know who the Unlord is and want to go through enough, you know, pain to figure out a new site and go there. So, I yeah, I don't think... He certainly can't make any money of it. Um, now, this whole defeated thing obviously is a is a double-edged sword for his community, as he would say, the haters. Um, I'm going to say his community because that pretty much is his community. And um, they will always go to much length to tell you that they want Drachenor deleted off the internet. And, I mean, they're not a homogenous mass so you know uh, like yeah there are certainly some people who want that who legitimately want that but I don't think um, I don't think the majority uh, of, of, of his community of the haters as the mainstream terms that um, wants that um because um 
you know, they they say that. They say they want him off the internet, but on the other hand, that's their primary that's their hobby. That's their primary source of entertainment, both on the internet and if they, you know, used to go and visit him in real life. And I really think that this it's somewhat it's it's perverse, but it's a it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Rainer Winkler, Drachenlord, gets hate, um, which he doesn't like, but he gets money, right? Which incentivizes him to do things, you know, um, you know, uh, insult his viewers, stuff like that, insult the people that are in front of his door, um, do shitty things, um, expose himself on the internet in various ways. Um, to get more hate, which gives him money because that's his audience. And the audience says, you're shit, we want you off the internet. But really, I think, I strongly believe, personally, uh, well, I personally uh, strongly believe uh, that what they really want is more of this content. There are a lot of people who enjoy this kind of reality TV trash car crash content right and they want to see this guy make an absolute fool of himself on the internet and I have to admit he's doing it so well that it has like it's it's like a car crash I've I've started following this guy because of research purposes uh, first because I was interested in it I was writing about it for this show uh, but then I kept following like his escapades and this like shit like this where he fucking bans himself of YouTube and then manages to like a day later fucking ban himself of Twitch and then fucks up his TikTok account like two days later and he just fucking keeps shooting himself in the foot over and over again. You're like, this is this is so ridiculous. This must be scripted, <laughs> but I don't think it is. Um, so it has a it has a fascination. So I understand that and. Um, why do I believe that most of his haters are like that as well? Because they are paying him money, right? His whole chat on YouTube was people that paid money to just insult him. And they pay money to keep him in bread, to keep him on the internet, to keep him doing this shit. Not enough money that he'll get rich and, and stop doing it, but enough to just that he could make a living of it, which is what he wanted. Um, and then he kind of got the shit and people loved watching that shit so I think a lot of the haters who say that they just want Drachenlord off the internet are either hypocrites because they know they actually don't want to or they just don't realize I think a lot of them don't realize they don't realize that if he actually was gonna be deleted off the internet then their entertainment would be gone and they would be missing that so it's like this perpetual mobile of shit like this self-sustaining engine of shit of questionable or you know in, in the best case questionable worst case disgusting human behavior on both sides that just keeps rolling and rolling and now that he's you know now if he's actually off the internet i think a lot of people uh in his community uh will will miss that they will and we'll probably look for the next idiot uh, on YouTube. I mean, there are enough, um, but yeah.
Um, so I think it's kind of, um, yeah, it, it, it's a double-edged sword. Like these people um, were, were were terrorizing him, but also giving him money, and he wanted the money, and then complained about the, you know, them terrorizing him, and then got more money, and people terrorized him more, and it's just been going on for years. Um, but you know, if 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 this is really all coming to an end now. Um, and I think it will because he, he just has no way of, of like unless he gets unbanned somewhere, there's no way of, of making money anymore. And you could see that this was already approaching before um he got banned of YouTube, right? Um once he um once he left his house, you know, people still could follow him like that was fun for a while for people to like follow him right around the country in his car that everybody could spot because it was such an obvious car. Um, and, but like once he, once he got the, the car taken away from me, he was just in hiding. You could see his like views declining. Right. Um, and his, that's his income also declining. Um, and I guess that's where the whole porn idea came from. Um, just desperation, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know what he's going to do now. Um, either he has to find a job, which I don't think he is. Um, he's the person to get and keep a job. I'm not from watching. Like, if he's like he is in his videos in real life, which I do think he is because he's not a... He wasn't putting on a persona, I think. Um, then, yeah, that will be hard. So he's probably going to have to live off, like, welfare here in Germany. Um, but I personally, personally, I think if you ask me, he probably resigned himself to that he has to go to jail now after this last investigation and he's probably just trying to keep afloat um, until he goes to jail and then plan his comeback. I'm pretty sure he's planning his comeback. He's, if he goes to jail, he'll, he'll, like if he'd be in jail for a year, he'll, he'll be sitting there a year thinking, this is, I'm going to be a star when I get out of jail. Um, so he's gonna he's gonna try to uh, um, yeah. I think he's 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 gonna try to come back. I don't think I don't know if it's, that's gonna work, but I mean there there were people who got permanent of YouTube who got their accounts back. Um, it's also in Germany, so you know, might happen. Um, we will see. Uh, maybe we will never hear from him again, and then this stories that if uh if there is still something going on i'll I'll keep you updated um the last thing i kind of want to answer um before i um i you know shut the lid on this topic is and i talked about this in the beginning when i first talked about him like there was the issue of obviously um the uh is this bullying which we cleared up um but then there's also the issue, like, is I mean, this is kind of a free speech issue, right? Um, because what's happening to him is kind of like you could you could almost say it's like kind of like censorship. It's like this, not a state censorship, but it's kind of like you know how other people, um, very different people, very different reasons, who were you know saying things um, that weren't going down with the establishment politically, you know, during the pandemic. Or, you know, just during the Trump era, 
you know, the people that were kicked off the internet, just like this, just from private companies banning them off these centralized services. And then, you know, what do you do? You know, you don't have a platform anymore. Um, and if you look at it from a bird's eye view, what happened to Drachenlord, uh, technically it's kind of the same thing. But I think the devil's in the details. I think if you look at in detail what happened here, um, I think this is actually, I mean, YouTube let that guy say things uh, on on their platform that I am amazed that he didn't get banned earlier. I mean, he said the craziest things. And even before when you stream on you now, they were even less moderating anything he said. He was saying batshit crazy stuff that, you know, on Twitch it certainly would have gotten banned for. Um, so, I... It was more of a case of him um, having a, pers a personality that people really don't react to well and that people most people really don't want to see and and didn't see for the most part i think otherwise the public would have wouldn't have thought you know the, the the prevailing understanding in the public if i talk to normal people and they heard about this topic they're like oh isn't he the guy who's getting bullied on the internet and then i just explained to them no uh he's 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 the guy who um you know, made the largest scale attempt to monetize provocation I've ever seen. It's basically how I would sum it up, right? And yes, he, uh, in the process of that, he got faced with things that on, like, technically look like bullying, but it's kind of self-inflicted bullying, right? Um, uh, it's kind of like... Um, shooting yourself repeatedly and then complaining that guns are dangerous um you know you're, you're not the the person that's in the position you know that had like their children shot or that that walked along the street and then got shot at by a random guy if they say guns are uh dangerous then you understand but if i'm a just a gun collector and like shooting myself in in my lower body extremities and then i say look guns i'm then i start complaining about guns then that is like really weird <laughs> and i think this is kind of if if that metaphor is not too much out there this is kind of what 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 happened here so so i think you know it's important to look at like kind of the the details it's like his personality and like his um just the weird monetization loop he was stuck in right so basically the only thing he could monetize because his content was shit and i watched enough of it you know his content is shit back when he was actually still producing content that was shit and that's okay you know you can put shit content on youtube and people do and and i probably have put some very shit content on youtube who cares that's i i'm, I'm free to do that the thing is you don't get you don't make you don't make a living of that it doesn't work um well sometimes you have a fluke where somebody puts up like crazy silly stupid dumb video and then people kind of like the guy because of his personality and then his other stuff takes off and then he becomes a good youtuber and it actually happened to a lot of people um 
But like, this is a guy who puts shit stuff on YouTube and he has a shit personality that nobody likes. Um, the only thing that people want to do is basically they want to see him suffer, right? And so that's that was like the thing he could monetize. So he would just enrage his community even more so that, that they did more crueler things to him, which he could then do videos about, which got him views, which got him money, and then got him attention, and then got him more people that did shitty things to him, and then you could monetize that. And I think that's the problem. I think that is specifically the problem. So it's not censorship. It's you don't want that content on your platform. And even YouTube, who just makes money of views, apparently at some point figured out that maybe we don't want to have this shit on. on maybe this is not good. Right? This is not good for the guy. It's not good for his audience. It's kind of like the audience that likes to watch that. Yeah, they, you know, I don't want to judge them either if, they, if they're kind of watching that. But it's kind of like, and it's just like junk entertainment. Like it hurts you. Like I, I got into this shit, and I, I, I got into watched a lot of a lot of it for research purposes. But then I also found it very interesting. But whenever I watch this, I kind of know, right? I kind of know that this is like really bad content. This is junk. This is not good for me. And if I watch this and somebody else comes in the room, I feel kind of bad, right? And my wife would say, "What are you watching this guy for again?" Um, and I know that. That's the thing, right? You know, like, if you have a little bit of understanding, healthy understanding of things, you know that it's kind of like, I like to go to McDonald's once in a while, right? But I limit myself. Like, I only do that when I'm, like, traveling on the on the motorway for long distances or something like that, right? And I'll have a Big Mac. And I really like Big Macs. When I, when I, they, for a while here, they had, like, a double Big Mac. That was amazing. Why don't they do that anymore? Anyway, but I know it's shit. I know it's 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 not good for me like and i and i limit myself i'm like once in a while like once every two months every three months you can you can you can go to mac maccas as we used to call it in australia you go to maccas and you know get some you know get a big mac with fries but i know that it's i know that right i think the healthy thing is you have to know that and i think a lot of the people that that were into this Drachenlord shit uh didn't really realize that that this is not a healthy thing it's obviously not healthy for him he's basically fucking destroying his life and his health uh but also for the people watching it's just not a it's a very toxic like i don't use the word toxic easily but that's a toxic community that he had like everybody was trying everybody else like even the haters were fucking there were people like commenting on YouTube and then they were they were doxing each other, right? So the actual community whose goal ostensibly is to just get Drachenlord off the internet was then so toxic to each other that they that they start toxing each other and, and it's just not it's just a it's just a heap of garbage. <laughs> Which, you know I'm not judging, you know, that's sometimes what communities are. I'm not like you know, Sasha Lobo was like, oh, this is all hate speech, this is evil, this is all evil. This like on the on the large scale of things. Even the people that went to his house and threw shit into his window. Um you know, on the on the evilness scale of fucking killing millions of people oppressing uh a whole 
nation for like 50 years uh invading other countries uh being in the military and professionally shooting people right in in that scale throwing a glass bottle through some guy's window is is actually not that evil and i've said before a large part of the problem that you know that happened when he was still there when the drachenschanze was there down there in fucking uh mittelfranken a large part of the problem was just like that it was a rural area and the fucking bavarian police obviously wasn't up to the task right um i said that and i've actually seen other people on youtube uh, say the same thing it was like I, I said specifically if he was living in Hamburg this wouldn't have happened like the Hamburg police uh, you know that every year they have like the, the left come in and like basically burn down a whole quarter of the city every year the same quarter it's, it's ridiculous um, they know how to deal shit with this like they would have looked at this for a few months and they would have said okay we're now posting like this huge tank with a water cannon in front of his house and anybody who comes along there and stands on the sidewalk for longer than 10 seconds will immediately get blasted with this water cannon, right? So I'm, you know, I'm, I, that has its own problems. Hamburg is sometimes a bit of a police state in Germany. Uh, they're a bit, they're a bit fascists sometimes, F fascist toyed uh, when it comes to this sh shit. But like, you know, there's a middle ground between that, right? There's there's a middle ground between that and, like, the fucking Bavarian police where they're, like, for, like, 10 years, they were completely okay with this one guy and his fucking YouTube community. I think they, I think it was a third of all the police um, call-outs of this police station that was that was responsible for the whole every huge area because nobody this is like rural nobody lives there but you know he was like generating a third of all the police call outs right I, I don't understand how after half a year somebody in charge of the fucking police department didn't like wake up and go like what is happening here we need to stop this this is not good like some controlling guy just went like why why is Rainer Winkler why is a guy called Rainer Winkler responsible for a third of what we do here and why is he not in jail or whatever like what's going on here somebody needs to sort this out and they just neglected to sort this out so that's also a huge part of the problem um so yeah it's a very singular situation if i was in school like if i was in school if i was a teacher and uh, I'm very, I'm very happy I'm not. But if I was a teacher, I would be teaching this. I don't know. I, did, I didn't even. I wouldn't even mind the subject. I would. I would look at this whole story and and just tell my uh, pupils about it. I was just gonna look. Look, this is why you can't divorce the internet from your life. If you do like things on the internet, our life is digital now. It is part of our real life. People will show up at your door. Um, and there's so many aspects you can, you can, you know, what not to do on the internet, um, how communities react, right? What's actually, what's bullying and what's not bullying, like what's, what actual hate and what's, what isn't talked about this on the show a lot. So I don't want to go in that, uh, even more, but like, um, there's a German, uh, YouTuber, um, who's a lawyer, um, who I've I've linked uh, in in the show notes uh, before I think um, I'm pretty sure. Just looking, 
Um, I don't. Well, anyway, I think I have. Um, his name is Christian Zolmecki. He has like a. He's like his practice has a YouTube channel, and he explains uh, mostly media law and like internet internet law, and he's been reporting on on Drachen Lord from like the legal perspective as well. And in a recent video um, where they were talking, where he was talking about um, this this investigation, the last one. He was like basically shaking his hands and like this guy gets into so much legal troubles. Like he 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 said you could do a uh, university lecture uh, on the so in 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 Germany we have the Strafprozessordnung, which is kind of it's like laws, but it's like it doesn't concern citizens. It's like stipulating how the uh, executive, like the police and the like the rules they have to follow, right? How how you actually raid somebody's home, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um and he said like you could you could do like a university lecture on that. Or you could just do a whole legal lecture just on Drachenlord. Just on like the legal problems he, he's caused for himself, like the court cases, all the shit that went down at the court cases. I mean it's just like a drunk witnesses uh it's just it it's 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 just unbelievable um it's a very interesting phenomenon and and i think it's very relevant um i you know the one reason i'm talking about this on a international podcast with listeners all over the world is i think if you don't have anything like this uh in your in your country uh, you will i mean this is just um Uh, this is just a uh, a phenomenon that is just grown out of our lives being digital now. I mean, there's a, there's a I think I haven't looked into this in detail, but there I think I think there's a YouTuber called Chris Chan in the US uh, who basically had a lot of the things happen that happened to the Hanort as well as well, or you know, it's sometimes cited as a similar case. I haven't looked into the details, so I can't really. Um, compare and contrast but I think this is a topic that's just you know it's not a German phenomenon I mean some of it are like I guess you know having lived in the UK for a while also the police wouldn't have reacted like this in the UK they're, in other countries often the police isn't that lenient with people uh, <laughs> and they would have, in the UK they would have put everybody in jail they would have, they would have put Drachenlord in jail uh, and, and the people visiting him uh, lots of them, and then they probably would have quelled a lot of the problem. Not that I'm not that I'm generally for just liberally arresting people, but some, sometimes it it it, it does help. Um, but but the the phenomenon is the same, right? Um, I, I I write a column uh, for for a German um, newspaper, which is a very rural newspaper, and I write a digital. I write about digital matters every week. So it's been going on for a year and a half now. And every week I write about digital matters. And I try to get away from the internet nerd perspective and look at the German, you know, the Norman German, normal German man and woman on the street, uh, you know, the and and have a have have a like the, a normal person perspective to these kind of things. And I, I've written about Drachenlord on in that column. Um but uh and, and in in one of the columns about Drachenlord, I reacted to Sascha Lobo's column in the, in the Spiegel, and a lot of my colleagues in the mainstream media and in newspapers going, "Oh, look, this is what happens when the internet spills over into real life." And my point was basically, 
And no, that is not what happened because you can't like this notion that there's the internet and there's real life is like very 1990s, right? That the real life is the internet, right? You go to a restaurant, they don't have a menu anymore. They have a QR code that you scan on your phone. That's the internet, right? People don't date um, by newspaper classifieds anymore or they, you know, by meeting in clubs. They They use apps and internet websites and... Uh, you know, their fucking uh, stoves and, and and fridges are connected to the internet. They've got fucking Alexa and everything you do, you, you can't divorce. And I mean, some people can, but that's very, very seldom, right? You can't, you can't divorce your life from the internet, from, from your digital life. And it surprises me that people embrace that and they're like, oh, we should have digital payments and everything should be on the internet and on blockchain. Everything should be fucking in the cloud. But then they're surprised that if you piss people off on the internet systematically, they turn up in front of your house in the hundreds. To me, I mean, I didn't even realize that happened when that Schanzenfest 2018, which was like when hundreds of people turned up to Drachenlord's house, when that happened in real life, I, you know, I, I didn't even, I wasn't following the story, I didn't read about this. I think it was on my birthday, which is probably why I was, you know, I was off work for a few days, I didn't even notice. Um, otherwise, I would have covered the story from back then, I think. But um, like that, you know, that that doesn't surprise me. Right, most people are surprised that that happened. I'm like, no. If you insult, if you if you're on YouTube and you have hundreds of thousands of viewers, and you continue insulting them, and you 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 like say wrong bullshit, like you're like, oh, I'm an expert in this in cars, and then you just explain bullshit, and then people in your chat go, no, this is wrong. Right, somebody like me. I mean, I've said things that are wrong. I'm like one of the most egocentrical persons there are. You know, I, I think I know everything. But if somebody in Twitch chat goes, "No, actually, this is like this," and then I at least look it up, right? Or I'm like, hey, "Well, you're right," or maybe you're right, or maybe I don't know as much. This guy was just like deleting all the comments everywhere, right? He was he was continuously saying stupid things, and then people were like, "No, this is actually not how cars work." Uh, and then he's like, no, I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm better than you. And then he's deleting all their comments. People will get pissed off. And if you then put out a video saying where you live and you invent, invite people to like fucking uh, poster signings and buy posters because you want to make money, then they will turn up because you're an idiot and you're, you're an idiot on the internet and then you're, you're insulting everybody. Of course they're going to turn up. Why are people surprised by this? There's no wall between the internet and real life. I, I've never understood this. But anyway, I think this is, a, this is a groundbreaking phenomenon. And for once, we had it in Germany, which usually doesn't happen when it comes to uh, the internet and digital things. But I, I think something like this uh, will happen more and more. And, and I'm probably going to talk about it on the show. But anyway, so that's that was probably the last Drachenlord episode for a while. Um I guess we'll see. You know, if something comes up, I'll, I'll follow along. And I actually had a f- number of people uh, contacting me during the holidays, going, "Did you see what? Download? You did so good coverage. Please, please cover this." So, you know, here we go. Um, yeah, 
but before uh, I um, end the show, of course, I will have to talk a little bit uh, about your feedback that you've sent me while I was on holiday. And um, I got a lot of um, general feedback, like, oh, please keep continuing doing the show. Or thanks for doing the show, which is great. Um, I just want to say that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, but, you know, that's not something I'm going to read out on the show, really, because it's meant for me, I think. Um, but we had on the forum um, something I want to talk about is um, there was a discussion on episode 120 where I talked about, you know, the new legislation uh, in the European Union around cars, um, you know, how cars uh, have to now figure out if you're following the traffic rules and then if you don't kind of um, overrule you or warn you or stuff like that. And um, the first response to this is from Nekros, who's from Russia. And uh, ooh, I ran out of Earl Grey. Damn it. Uh, no, that's not what he said. Uh, Necro said, um, you uh, pose a very sound question at the end of the main part. If the elected lawmakers see those who elected them as unable to make adult decisions, how is the whole democratic process supposed to be valid? If we were talking about Russia, the answer would be clear. The dem dem democratic process isn't supposed to be valid at all. From the point of view of an, quote, elected lawmaker, common people are indeed not supposed to make any decisions for themselves, and ideally, they wouldn't even want to. Decision-making is what the elites are for. The, quote, democratic process is in place to make sure the, ho to make sure the whole thing looks legit, but doesn't affect actual decision-making. In the slightest, I think, you know, this is you know, usually uh, in literature, I mean, this is a, it's pretty much a, um, a symptom of, of uh, you know, a, a technocracy or like, a, you know, um, uh, what's, the, what's the other word I'm looking for? It's not, not specifically oligarchy, but, um, you know, government by, by the elites, basically. Damn, now I wanted to uh, make a salient point here. I forgot, forgot the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, Nikos makes a good point there. Um, he continues, um, there are ways to make sure the common pe people elect the necessary candidates and there are safeguards to make sure no rogue commoner can sneak in as a candidate. The more decisions are made for the common people, the less incentive there is for the common people to even think about making the decisions, the better. Common people are there to produce wealth for elites, not to tell elites what to do. It's a very um, socialist-influenced view, but I'm not necessarily wrong, I would think. Uh, common people are there to produce... Well, no, I said... Yeah, I read this before. Anyway, it continues. Uh, see, from, see, from this point of view, such a decision makes total sense. From the point of view of an ideally working democratic process whereby electing candidates, citizens make sure their interests are represented, it makes none, as you've pointed out in the podcast. Which makes me wonder if the EU is actually closer to Russia than to an ideally working democratic process, at least in some regards. I think you're spot on there. I think, um, you know, it is... Uh, it is closer to Russia. Although I wouldn't like, I wouldn't 
put Russia there as such a bad example. I think, um, you know, for example, Germany, um, my government um, is, 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 you know, is, is in that spectrum as well. Um, I don't, you know, it's just more obvious in Russia. Um, I don't think it's as crass as, as, as Nick Cross pointed out here. And this is probably just, you know, um, he was probably employing a little bit of rhetoric. I can read that through the lines a little bit sarcastic. Um, but it's, um, like there's a spectrum of democracy, right? And there is, um, you know, in democratic theory, there's how, how modern democracies are supposed to work. But I think he's referring to when he says like ideally working democracy, which doesn't exist, of course. And then there's like very bad examples. And yes, I would say Russia is more on the spectrum towards the really bad example than uh, the EU. But I don't think the EU is... is is necessary that far on the idly working government. I don't think it's it's as black and white as he describes here, where you know there's the elites govern everything, and then they keep the common people out of it. You know, there's people who just get elected and they get into positions. But I think the system is kind of a self-regulating thing, uh, and we have this in Germany too, where a lot of the political power rests with the same elites. Um, and in some cases you can even, you know, uh, like in some cases their families, like Bavaria was relatively famous for this. And then it's, it's, it's very obvious in the U S you know, where families like the, the Bushes and the Kennedys who are traditionally have held a lot of political power and, you know, they're less obvious, um, elites and sometimes they're, exceptions to the rules but i think yeah um generally it's like um you know democracy evolved from you know what the what the ancient greeks basically invented uh to what we have today which is a um largely a professional um you know even if they're not like elites in 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 the in, in, in the respect of like having being rich or whatever, you know, there, there, there's a class of professional politician and, you know, that's an, that's an elite class. And we, we just, we developed a system where you have organized parties and organized elections, which is, you know, all makes sense, but like that, like stratifies the, the system and it, it leads to certain people having success and certain people getting elected and certain people having certain um, interests, uh, invested interests and protecting these interests, right? Um, so if you have a, a, a system of, of, of professional politicians where basically getting elected and becoming a politician is a job and is a relatively well-paid and secure job, then you have an interest group, right? These people are interested. This is why they don't... Like if the parliament is in charge of setting their own um, uh, salary, right? Then they won't. It's no surprise that it's 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 not a conspiracy or like an like a an elitist system that says okay, they obviously they they will only up their salary, right? It's just normal. It's just like that's a uh, 
I don't know if I'm making sense here when I'm trying to explain, but like I'm doing this on top of the top of my head. Like it's just like a it's not like it's like almost like chaos theory, right? It's like how a system will behave. Even if you don't have any like rules, hard rules, it's just like the way the system is structured will cause certain things to happen. And and this is why um yeah, you, you get the formation of elites of, of of a certain caliber, right? And they don't even have to be like rich. Often in today's societies, there there will be relatively rich people, but like you know, in the Soviet Union, um, where you didn't really have personal property, um, there were also there were like they also had classes forming in certain groups that held all the power, and then they maybe they didn't have money, but they have certain perks like you know foreign foreign cars and things other people didn't have um so it's kind of um yeah um i think the word i was looking for earlier is plutocracy but i'm you know it's kind of like i think all democracies because you know they're human constructions and humans are flawed so they're also flawed, right? So, and the longer they exist, the more the more the stratification sits in 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 the system, and the more effects like this happen. And I think one of the effects is that I was talking about um, is that these people who are a class of professional politician, um, or like you know, just a class, you know, politicians in the EU are a certain is class and i think they think of themselves as smarter and better than the man in the street so to speak and that's how they make laws like this and what i was pointing out and what necros also saw or sees and was saying i was right on is that um this making laws like this um having cars that treat their owners as children and as um, not as grown-ups doesn't make sense because you're a politician and the whole system you're working in, the system that got you elected, presumes that the people that elect you are um, thinking mature individuals. Otherwise, this whole system doesn't work, right? So, I But I think these elites that it's like an echo chamber, it's like a bubble it's like everything else like a twitter bubble um you know they're in this echo chamber and they will convince themselves that people are dumb and need to be protected from themselves and they don't think about like laws like this actually undermining um the democratic system but you know it's also very important to recognize that that i think all democracies are like this right i don't think the german democracy is inherently better than the russian i think if you look at both systems right now, I would say the German system is more democratic and more freedom, uh, you know, civil liberties oriented. But that doesn't mean the same flaws aren't inherent in both systems. It's just like in, in, in one system, there are more pronounced than in the other. And I think that's also a, a historic thing, you know, especially if you compare Germany uh, and Russia, where, where Germany... Had had very very clear um, 
a very clear history with like an autocratic regime um, that was basically wiped off the planet and then the the um, populace re-educated for decades and like in schools, you know, like even me in school, like 50 years later, still having to learn, you know, what happened there. And then you have another autocratic system in Russia, which won this war to purge our autocratic system and therefore legitimized itself. Right. And you have people in Germany when I was growing up saying that that's not an autocratic system that, you know, that East Germany was uh, just government and, and probably would have been, you know, it's a good thing. Um, so Russia collectively as a nation didn't walk, walk, didn't work through um, the history in that way. And that, you know, that cost, that just caused a different development. And then when Russia in a very different situation came to democracy, um, it was from a very different starting point than, for example, Germany. And the US being a whole different case and the UK is always different. So this is why, you know, they're different um, shades of these factors in, in democracy. But I think all the factors and all the challenges are the same broadly speaking, in all of these countries. Anyway, Astro C uh, chimed in also about this, uh, these cars and uh, legislation. I remember a discussion on the Discord server, RIP, uh, about assistive technologies in, in cars uh, and if they're helping or not. I, I still think a lot of the helpers just make the driver stupider. Less about laws, more about common sense. I mean, also the not notify stuff. I have mobile eye in my car, which just beeps in certain situations. And sometimes I see how much it is it has wrongly identified lanes or distances. But mainly uh, the quasi-self-driving stuff. Lane assist, distance keeping, speed keeping. I tried to drive a car with this and it felt like uh, I was fighting the car. Not, which I also feel when I'm in a car like that. Uh, no technology will have a predictable way to behave in all situations and making drivers idiots won't help with that. I agree with that. And the, the predictable things even more, that's, I didn't even get into that, but like that's a issue with self-driving cars, but these are all the same technologies, so these will be the same issues. Because they're not predictable, this will get into legal problems uh, at some point. Um, you know, because... Uh, it's not like, uh, you know, like a, a system like uh, ABS or something, you know, like like a system braking or whatever. Like, you know, where you're like, this is, there's a sensor and if an anti-locking technology, right? If the, if the, if you hit the brake and the, the wheel locks, then we will disengage the brake until the wheel stops locking and we actually have some traction and then you can engage the brake. That's something you can predict, right? That's something that if something happens and there's a crash because of this, then in a court in a court case they can show you the um you know they can show you the whatever it is like the the mechanical device or like the source code that says this is how it works whereas if you have like stuff like recognizing signs with machine learning like road signs then there's not like an algorithm because it, it, it retrains itself constantly and there's going to be all these kind of problems that's actually something i want to get go get get into uh, on the show as well. Uh, it's a big issue with self-driving cars. Um, 
Astrocy also says also smartifying cars. It's a step for including self-driving cars as the only service as part of the globalist agenda of the Great Reset. Or is it? Uh, question mark. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's certainly taking freedom away from people, right? Um, I, I don't think any. I don't need to explain to anybody how like having a car is is freedom in your life. I mean, I went to a, a a time where I didn't have a car. Like I sold my car, I was living in London, and then I lived in Germany without a car for a while. So I, I know what it feels like to live in a rural area and also in a big city without a car. And, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying you can't, like, of course you can, uh, but it's like having a car is a, is a, is a tangible personal freedom or like any like you know motorbikes the same thing like it's, it's tangible personal freedom i can decide i want to go there now i don't you know i don't have to look that public transport is running i don't have to have a service where i depend on the servers service where they can cut me off if i did something wrong in the app if i'm drachenlord i can't use uber or whatever you know th th these kind of things And then also we had um, in the same topic, but uh, on the forum, but on a completely unrelated actual topic, uh, because I think I, I was on a at a Totenhosen concert or going to one. I was talking about it. Uh, Buzzerwell said uh, I had intended to ask you about the Totenhosen after recently learning my favorite punk band, The Living End. He's from Australia. Played the Totenhosen in Australia and Germany. Um, you also reminded me to check out the Totenhosen. Uh, which I will do tomorrow on the way to work. Um, I, I would be interesting uh, to hear on how that, you know, I don't, I can't even imagine what you get out of listening to the Totenhosen if you don't speak German. Um, obviously, you know, I'm, I, I speak English, so, you know, I can listen to English music and I'm like, yeah, uh, lyrics are very important to me. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, if I listen to a band that, you know, things in language I can't understand. It's just like, it doesn't really work for me. Um, so I, I'd be interested uh, to hear uh, what you think. And also like you, you're saying, we're going to ask me about uh, the band. If you want to, if you want to know any, you know, if you have questions, let me know. Either in the forum, write me an email. And you know, if it's interesting, uh, people, you know, if something interesting comes out of that, that I can talk about on the show, then of course I'll do that. But I'm also happy to, you know, just answer questions. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I can't remember if I talked about the concert after the concert or before, but it was a very good concert. Um, it was my first concert after the pandemic and uh, the Totenhosen being from Düsseldorf, um, they, uh, the, the stadium was packed. We, we saw them in the, in the football stadium here and uh, like 50,000 people. Um, and it was like completely packed. Um, it was a very good, uh, atmosphere it was a lot of fun even though I'm not you know punk isn't my uh, isn't go-to genre to me and you know Totenhosen I'm familiar with but I, I'm not, not like a hardcore fan uh, my wife I was going there with my wife my wife really likes them um, I think of the two famous punk bands from Germany Totenhosen and the Ärzte I was always a Totenhosen guy um, they, they had like this rivalry which is more for was more for PR purposes than anything I feel, but <laughs> um, yeah, I um, I think the uh, the Totenhosen stand out among most punk bands in that they can actually uh, play music. I'm not saying you know, 
I believe that's the thing with punk bands. Most of them, they can actually play music certainly better than I do. But like lots of them, I feel like they're intentionally playing shitty or have shitty, you know, um, acoustics when you go to the concert. Um, and the Totenhosen are much more like a rock band. And their music is also very rock inspired, I feel. I think they're more like a rock band um, than a punk band, which is probably why I like them. Um, yeah anyway that's it about that let's wrap up the show let's get out of here I've been going on for a long time again Um, and in case you can hear my voice is kind of giving up I need to drink a little bit it's the the bloody allergies Um, but yeah uh, I'll do that while I play the bumper for the next uh, segment here Right, that's better. My allergies aren't actually that bad this year, but um, obviously it being the middle of the summer and I'm uh, allergic to, to grass, uh, seeds or whatever, like the, the pollen, uh, you know, that's obviously, it's it's prime time for that. Um, anyway, um, I was saying before, a lot of people uh, st- supported the show while I was gone, and I love that. So um, I want to thank them, but I want to thank all of you um, who support this show. Um, it's, you know, I don't think I could talk about topics like Drachenlord as as frankly as I did today, especially, you know, talking about the, uh, the, the, the giving you some insights into the, into some, uh, you know, communities where, you know, some interesting um sexual practices are going on can't we do that when you advertise or support it um, and I don't really want to be advertiser supported I love being supported by you the listeners so um, thanks to everybody who's doing that um, you can you can support me on Patreon uh, you know go to the show notes private systems and not press it's all explained in there it explains the value for value model which is what the show is produced under which basically means um, you get for free and then decide what it's worth to you um, you can also support me if you don't like Patreon and you don't want to do like a monthly thing. You can also uh, support me via PayPal directly. Details are in the show notes. So um, thanks to everybody who's been doing this. And all the people I'm reading out now have been supporting the show uh, while I wasn't producing episodes. So that's pretty cool. Um, so thanks to Gal Taran, Rodane the Insane, Steve Hose, Butterbeans, Michael Small, 1i11g, Jonathan M. Hitai. Jonathan M. Hitai, <laughs> Michael Mull Jensen, Dave Jaroslav Lichtblau, Jackie Plage, Sandman 616, IKN, Bennett Piata, Vlad Rizal, Avis, Joe Poser, Dirk Didi, Kai Sears, Fadi Mansur, David Potter, Mika, Cam, Mr. Amish, RJ Tracy, Captain Neckhead, Rick Bragg, Ricky M., Barry Williams, Jonathan, Robert Forster, Astral C., Crunkle, Superuser, D., Florian P. Gorsh, and Eric Lelay. And also, because I'm live streaming this on Twitch, thanks to all my Twitch supporters who uh, support me when I play video games badly, but also when I podcast. So thanks to Mike the Dane, MTE Sorrow, PK Murr, PK Murr, Bacon the Pork, Redeemer F, Al Terrestris Jim, Gal Terran, once again, and Jonathan, Jonathan4747. Thanks to all of you. 
um, I appreciate what you're doing. Keeping the show on the air and um, yeah, keeping it real, so to speak. I also have to thank Bytemark, who um, sponsored, well, it's kind of, yeah, it's, I don't really have sponsors, but they're, um, they've been basically giving me servers um, that I can, you know, bandwidth and storage for the podcast files, which has worked for years, and I'm grateful uh, to them. So they're providing me that for free. Uh, they're at bytemark.co.uk, the UK-based cloud, cloud hosting company. And yeah, I haven't had any issues. Like I've, this is like literally a decade, I think now that they've been doing this, and um, like there was I think two times when they had a scheduled upgrade, and one time when a, when a hard drive died, and uh, so it was down for like twenty minutes or something, <laughs> and everything uh, was back without issues. So I love Bitemark. Um, thanks, Bitemark.co.uk. Um, couldn't do the show without them either. Um, yeah, and uh, the the while we're at giving people credit. The theme song to the show is called Acoustic Roots by Raul Kabzali. And I'm going to play you out with some synthwave. Uh, I, saw, I saw that ELFL had released some new music um, on Epidemic Sound, which what I licensed for the show. So uh, this is the song First, First Horizon by ELFL. Um, yeah, and with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play us out and I'm going to be back um, at the latest next Wednesday with another episode and maybe maybe if i can you know i can shove some extra episodes in i will otherwise uh see you next wednesday thanks for listening and um what what do i usually say aim to misbehave <laughs>